Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 18th, 2020. I'm privileged that I get to do this. This is not something I've got to do. I've been doing it for 23 years, and it's not something I've got to do. I mean, I kind of got to do it because God told me to do it, but it's something I get to do. Like, Like when God calls you to do something, you should be privileged. You should see it as a privilege, as an honor that you get to walk in God's purpose, that you get to give him praises, that you get to glorify his name on this planet. I've been teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming, and I'm going to keep telling it to you. Greater is coming for you. When you open up your heart to God's best, when you be, when you say, okay, God, I just want to become the man or the woman that you call me to be. I, I really don't want, like me, Rick Pina, I don't want anything except what God wants for me. I don't want to do anything on this planet except what he destined for me to do from the foundations of the world. And when you live with that mentality and you really open up your heart to God's best, greater is coming for you. So this is part 28 of the series. The title of today's message is God's grace and his favor are not fair. Uh, uh, Many of you have probably heard the Bishop T.D. Jakes message from years ago, favor ain't fair, Uh, but I'm talking about favor But I'm also talking about grace and God's grace and his favor are not fair. They are not fair, but they're good. So let's talk about it. So in yesterday's message, we crossed over into 1 Samuel chapter 18. And today I'm just going to give you one verse from 1 Samuel chapter 18. It's uh, verse 5. So in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 5, the Bible says, Whatever Saul asked David to do, he did it successfully. So Saul made him the commander of the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. So David was promoted to be general of the army. He was in charge of the men of war, just like that. In chapter 17, when David, you know, we know the story, David cut Goliath's head off. um, King Saul asked his general, Abner, said, hey, Abner, He's like, yes, sir. Who, who's, uh, whose son is that young man? Like, you know, who's his, where's his people? Who, where's he from? Now, he already knew David, but he never really asked that question. And the general did not know. And so he was like, well, go find out. And so the general went and got David and asked him about his family or whatever, and then brought David back to the king. But I love it. Like when David came and stood before the king, um, Goliath's head was still like dangling in his hand. (laughs) And so just imagine this for a moment, like he's standing in front of the king. He's holding like in his fingers, Goliath's hair. And there's his head dangling there, like from the movies. And there's blood still kind of dripping from the neck, right? So just picture the scene for a moment. (laughs) So David is standing there with his head and the general is standing next to the king. And David is talking to the king now, the general, he's been battle-tested. Like, he, he's been in many battles, and, and he's led his men in war and all of that probably for decades. 
And David has never been in a fight before, like nothing like this. He's just been in one. And he has the head to prove it, right? And so he's standing there. Now this general and his whole army had been paralyzed for 40 days. For 40 days, they did nothing as the giant came out and taunted them twice a day. So they heard the giant's taunts 80 times. David only heard it once. David heard it once and he went out and he killed the giant. So there's a king, there's a general, and there's a kid, right? David. The general didn't know it, but this kid would soon be his replacement. Now I'm talking about how the favor of God is not fair. Like, I mean, the grace of God is not fair. It's not like for David to just get promoted just like that to general. Of course, that's not fair, but I'm talking about the favor of God today, right? So now fast forward to this text. David is, has been invited to live in the palace. He's living in the palace. He's with the king. The text says that everything the king asked David to do, David did it and he was successful. That reminds me of Joseph. Remember Joseph? And I did the whole thing on Joseph. And so everything Joseph did was successful. Why? Because God was with him. It was the grace of God. It was the favor of God. Same thing here. Everything David did was successful. Why? Because God was with him. It's the grace of God. It's the favor of God. I mean, this is how I live. When God's grace is on you and in you and with you and for you, you can speak to your, I do it all the time, prophesy to your hands. Matter of fact, do it right now. Prophesy to your own hands. Look at your hands. Say, hands, you are blessed hands. Whatever you touch prospers, right? That's it. I mean, like anything... Anything my name is on is going to succeed, but it's not really because of me, it's because of God, because the hand of God and the grace of God is in me uh, and on me and with me and for me. So when you think about David's life, it's amazing. Like, okay, once again, context. A few weeks earlier, David is in the fields minding his own business when one of his brothers comes and says, hey man, there's this dude at the house. I don't know what's going on, man. Come on. He gets home. There's a prophet. The prophet says he's from God. He anoints David to be the next king of Israel, right? That was just like a few weeks ago. Then since then, boom, he gets this opportunity to go play heart for the king. He does that. He's successful. Then boom, he gets an opportunity to be the king's armor bearer. He does that. He's successful. Then he's sent home because there's about to be a battle. Well, after 40 days, there's no fight. He goes out there taking lunch to his brothers. He sees the, the, the giant, you know, the whole thing. And so he kills the giant and he has the head to prove it. And now fast forward just a few weeks after that. Without any military experience, without ever serving a day in the army, without ever even wearing a suit of armor, never done it before, he was promoted to general, just like that. And he was promoted to being the general of the army. And now he's in charge of everybody. This promotion was unearned. It was unexpected. It was unprecedented. And it's arguably not fair, right? It was unfair. But get over it. It is the grace of God. This is how the grace and the favor of God operate. So when it happens to you, I know you're happy about it. When you see it happen to somebody else, sometimes you get a, you're like, hey, what, what's going on? But listen, let's talk about it as it relates to you. So what does this mean for you today? On this Friday morning, as we seek to close out the week strong and head into the weekend strong, I have four things to share with you on this Friday morning. And so now as I, I, I'm about to start teaching now, so I want you to rid yourself of all distractions, lock in four things. Number one, here we go. 
I've already said it, but I'm, I'm going to reiterate it on this first point. Grace and favor are not about fairness. Philip Yancey calls the mathematics of God's grace scandalous. It's like when you think about the grace of God, it doesn't add up. I mean, what God does, God often just bypasses the expected to provide blessings that are clearly not earned, undeserved, right? And, and so, so yeah, it's scandalous because when God is operating and he's just doing it because it's his purpose to do it, it has nothing to do with your performance. And then when it has nothing to do with your performance, people are like, that's not right. That's not fair. Grace and favor are not about equity. They're not about fairness. They're not about justice. Listen, get over it. When God is operating in his grace, he's going to give you what you clearly do not deserve. You get goodness that is beyond your performance. That is the grace of God. Grace and favor fly in the face of merit. So, so what we like to do down here is just focus on merit. No, God's grace and his favor are not focused on merit. Grace is a gift. Favor is a gift. And so it's not merit because if it's merit, then you work for it. If it's merit, then you earned it. If it's merit, then you basically paid for it with your, with your equity, right? So if it's merit, then somebody is giving you what you deserve. You're getting payment. You're not getting a gift. God's grace and God's favor are not payment. In Romans 11 and 6, Paul said, listen, if you work for it, then it's not grace. Because if you work for it, it's like you, you earned it. So no, no, grace is a gift. You can't work for a gift. All you could do with a gift is receive it. Listen to me. All you could do with a gift is receive it. Get this down in your heart. God is trying to bless you. God is trying to get stuff to you. God is trying to get you to open up your heart to, to, to the size of his dream. And you're like, well, wait a minute. How's that going to happen? Why would God do that with me? Why? I, I don't earn it. I don't deserve it. Wait a minute. What about the stop? You, you, you're, you're letting logic and reason and common sense mess you up. <laughs> Just say yes. God, I don't know. That's what you want to do. I'm down for whatever. I don't. I, I know I don't deserve it, but hey, if that's what you're putting in my heart, faith says yes to God's grace. Grace is a gift. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. You just receive it. Say amen to that. When the, the favor of God is flowing in your life, it has nothing to do with your performance. It is God's goodness. It is his purpose. He just wants to bless you. Why does God want to bless you? Because God wants to bless you. God doesn't want to bless you because you're good. God wants to bless you because God is good. So get over it. Get, David got promoted to become a general and he had never served a day in the army. Did he earn it? Heck no, he didn't earn it, He, but he received it. And so he just received it. The favor of God is not fair. And so, so just say, okay, God, fine, I'll accept it. You open up your heart to God's goodness, say amen to that. Oh, I'm feeling this now. Number two, you were taught that you must work for everything by the sweat of your brow. Man, I'm Dominican. As a Dominican kid, my God, I was raised to work. I have no problem. I've been working getting paid jobs since I was 13. Once I turned 13 and I started getting paychecks, my mother never had to buy anything for me. No clothes, none of that. I, 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 and matter of fact, I helped my mother with rent, all kind of stuff. But I don't have a problem working. I will work my butt off. Like, you know, I will work from early in the morning to late at night. I don't have a problem working. But the world teaches you that, that you have to work for everything you get, that you have to work hard. And, 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 and you earn everything by the sweat of your brow. And God comes in. God says, no, there's some things I want to do for you. I don't want you to do it. You're my son. I want to do it. I don't want you to do it. You're my daughter. I want to do it. You don't want to let me do something for you? Huh? Huh? God wants to do some stuff. God will go out of his way 
to bless us. And it goes against everything that we were taught. For us, we were taught, no, you, you don't get nothing for free. You have to work for everything. You, you're not going to get anything that you don't deserve. You, if you want something, you got to go get it. You got to go. You know, and God will be like, no, I want to do it for you. Don't make the mistake. Like, let me make sure that you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the father wants you to be lazy. No, because prepared blessings come to prepared people. I got it, right? So God is not going to just validate your laziness. No, that's not what I'm saying either. God doesn't expect you to be lazy. He expects you to work hard, to be diligent, to, to walk out your purpose with passion and zeal, to open up your heart to his best and all of that. But what I'm saying is that when his grace and favor are flowing, they are going to come simply by the goodness of God and not your performance. David did not deserve, just to be very clear, David did not deserve to be a general, did not deserve it but God promoted him anyway. And then here's the key. He didn't fight against it. He didn't fight against what God was doing. In his heart, he said yes to God's grace. And you have to learn how to say yes. You know what, what a lot of Christians don't do? They know how to give and serve and give and serve and give and serve. Let me give, let me sow seed, let me give, let me sow seed. And then when God wants you to, God wants to give you a harvest, people know how to give, but they don't know how to receive. You gotta learn how to receive and say yes to God. You've been sowing seeds for years. When are you going to say yes so you can receive a harvest on every seed sown? You got to learn how to receive. God can give you, look at me, God can give you sweatless victory. I'm not saying it will be effortless, but when God does something, it can be sweatless. You didn't sweat for it. God just gave it to you. Say amen to that. All right, number three, we should be very thankful that God does not give us what we deserve. Let me be clear about this. All you people out there talking about, well, no, you don't deserve that. You know, stop, stop. Get, get out my face with that. Let, let's be honest. Don't try to act like you're all, you know, super duper holy. You should be thankful and I should be thankful. We should all be thankful that God doesn't just give us what we deserve. If God only gave us what we deserve, we would all be men and mi women most miserable, right? And so, so yes, there are going to be a lot of moments in your life as you walk with God that he shows you something, reveals something, opens a door for you that no man can close, closes a door for you that no man can open, causes you to have increase, moves upon the heart of somebody. He, God will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their money, their influence to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. And when that happens, you will feel unworthy. You will feel like, oh my God, I don't deserve this. Yeah, you're going to feel that way a lot. You know why you don't, you know why you're going to feel that way? Because the feelings are justified because you don't deserve it. Because you don't, you don't deserve it. It's not based on your goodness. It's based on God's goodness and his purpose and his grace. So get over it and say, yes, the woman caught in the very act of adultery. She didn't deserve grace from Jesus, right? What, what the, the, the men that was like, give her justice. Justice would have been stoning her to death. But Jesus didn't give her justice. Jesus didn't give her righteousness. Uh, uh, you know, from the world's perspective, let's give her what's right. No, he gave her grace. He extended grace. He did not condemn her. He blessed her, even though she was clearly in sin. Okay, let's talk about the thief on the cross. So here you have three people on the cross. Jesus is one of them. He's the only innocent man to ever live. But be clear, the other two, they, they were not innocent. They were guilty. So he says to the thief on the cross, the thief on the cross basically says, hey, listen, <laughs> Can, can you give me, can you take me where you're going? And can you forgive me, basically? And Jesus is like, yeah, fine. Today, you're going to be with me in paradise. So this guy on the cross, in his dying breath, called out to Jesus, and he gets the same heaven that we get. Let me say that again. 
That guy, in his last few seconds, he was clearly, he was there. He was on that cross because he did something wrong. He was clearly guilty. And he says, in his last seconds, would you save me? And he gets saved. And now he's going to get the same heaven that we get. And, and maybe you've been working with, you've been walking with God for 50 years. And you go, that's not right for him to get the same heaven that I get. Well, get over it. Because number one, you're not worthy anyway. But he wasn't worthy either. It's the grace of God. It is unfair for this person to get the same thing that we get, but that's grace. It is the grace of God. Get over it. All right, number four and finally, let me close this out and I'll release you into the weekend. Look at me. Don't fight against God. Wants, what God wants to do in your life. Please don't do that. Don't, don't fight against what God wants to do in your life. David did not earn his way up the ranks. He didn't. It was not fair, just to be clear. It's just not, it was not fair for him to be placed in charge of troops who had been in the army for 20 years and 25 years and 30 years. It, that's not fair. But God's promotions are not always about equity and fairness. They're about grace and favor. And at this part of David's life, God was promoting him because he was preparing him for his purpose. And the good part is that David didn't fight against it. He didn't fight against what God was doing, even though he wasn't worthy, even though he didn't deserve it. Listen, you're going to feel a lot of things when you walk with God and God wants to bless you. You're going to be like, oh my God, what about this? What? Stop. Don't let your feelings get in the way. Open up your heart to whatever God wants to do and your faith must say yes to God's grace. Accept whatever God wants to do by faith, knowing that it's coming to you by grace and this is how you will become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I acknowledge the fact that you have given me what I do not deserve. And I am extremely thankful. I did not deserve salvation. You sent your son to die in my place when I didn't even consider you. You love me unconditionally. You've been loving me all my life. And you've been walking with me and blessing me. There's just too many things for me to consider. <laughs> if I started laying them out, I would be here for hours, Father, thanking you for your goodness in my life. You don't give me justice. You give me favor. You give me grace. And for that, I will forever be thankful. So I've opened my heart. I'm ready to receive everything you want to release. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up. You'll get all my notes. Click on the, on the subscribe button. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So listen, it's Friday. It's been a long time since I've asked anything of you. Um, let me ask a few things. First of all, if you want to partner with that ministry and support what we're doing in the Dominican Republic and other places, if this message has been a blessing to you, go to ripministries.org and please make a donation. All the donations in the United States are tax deductible. Um, if you don't have our podcast and you have, you can go to the Apple iTunes store and search for Rick Pina. You'll find Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries. Please subscribe to the podcast. 
We have an app in every app store. Search for Rick Pina or Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries. Download the app. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button uh, and then help me to share this. Let's let everyone everywhere know about the goodness of God. Share this message today. Do me that favor. And lastly, leave me some comments in the chat. If this message has been a blessing to you, I release you into this day. May the grace of God be multiplied to you. May the favor of God be extended towards you, your children, and your children's children. Experience God's best and say yes to God's grace. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.